You're listening to the Revolution Church Podcast. To learn more, including our gathering times in Crossville, Tennessee, visit us at CrossvilleRevolution.com. As you can see, we're sort of taking a break from what we usually do, where we go verse by verse through books of the Bible. And for the next several weeks, we're going to do a series called Church on the Move. And what we're going to do during this series is we're going to really be vision casting with you. Now, the growth track, if you want to know the guts of who Revolution Church is, discover your purpose and figure out where you can serve so you can make a difference, you absolutely need to go to the growth track. It's a place where if you have questions about our church, we'll field those questions and answer them as best that we can. But over this next month, four to six weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to dig a little deeper into the specifics of why Revolution Church functions the way it functions and why we do some of the things that we do. Now, there's two types of people in here. 99.999% of people that are here this weekend and you're joining us online, you're going to hear this series and it is going to excite you to no end. Some of y'all that have been here a long time, you've heard this before, but this is going to be a good refresher. Some of y'all been coming a while and you've never heard some of this stuff. And some of y'all are brand new. And this is going to confirm everything you thought this church was about. There's a second type of person, though, and we're very aware of this. You're going to hate this series. You're not going to like these sermons because it's going to confirm everything you thought we were as a church. And you're not going to like that. And that's okay with us. We want to make sure before we move into this new facility and we probably double in growth and size that you know what you're getting yourself into and you know what Revolution Church is all about. Really what we're trying to do is we're trying to prepare for the move from the mall uh, to the new facility, which is the old Rocky Top 10 Theater, uh, soon to be new Revolution Church facility. Now, how many of y'all have ever moved before? Raise your hand. You ever moved houses? No matter what kind of move it is, it's always hard. My wife and I moved into a new house in Knoxville when we lived there that was 10 minutes away from the one we were living in. It was bigger. It was nicer. We were looking forward to it. But guess what? Just like every other move we've ever had, it was hard. It was exhausting. It was difficult. There were changes. We about killed each other. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, well, I'm a pastor we didn't about kill each other. We were just having fellowship that the neighbors could hear. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, we, we don't fight because I'm in ministry, you know. And, and it was hard. And we had to sit down every, ten, every single time. Usually several times we have to sit down and we have to revision cast. Why are we doing this? We've got goals. We, this is the reason we're moving. This is why we're moving from this city to this city is because God's called us to ministry and so on and so forth. So that's what we're doing today. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to go over what I call the Rev Church leader values, the leadership values at Rev Church. This hangs on the wall in my office, and we've got them posted several other places in the church. And these are four values that the staff who runs the day-to-day operations of the church really makes the the day-to-day decisions on what we're going to do. The elders are more big picture, vision casting down the road and discipline and those types of things. But, But these four values are the filter that we run every single thing we do as a church through. And we're going to go over every single one of these individually today. I'm going to set this right here and hopefully it won't fall. These are our values, though. 
Make it real. Make it better. Make it connect. Make it different. That's our four values. Everybody say those with me. One, two, three. Make it real. Make it better. Make it connect. And make it different. By the end of the sermon today, hopefully you'll understand, for lack of a better way of putting it, the method to the madness of why we do some of the things we do here at Revolution Church. The first value is make it real. Everybody say, make it real. And there's a whole lot of scriptures we could use to describe this value and why it's important to us biblically. But the easiest one to use is Romans chapter 12, verse 9, that says, let love be without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. We're trying to make everything we do at this church as real as we can. We like to say this, that we are pursuing authenticity as a church over being amazing as a church. In other words, when people come to church in 2023, they value authenticity more than they value an amazing sermon or amazing worship. Hey, today, people are so cynical that they can sniff out fake in just a couple of seconds. And if there's any fakeness at all to a church, it's already dead. It's already dead. This is why at Revolution Church, we like to, as we say, put the cookies on the bottom shelf, so to speak. Uh, we like to teach in a manner on Sunday mornings where if a lost person comes in that's never held a Bible, never even been in a church, they can somewhat understand what we're teaching on and they absolutely have clarity on what the gospel is. We're putting the cookies on the bottom shelf. The reason we do this, and you're going to hear this phrase over and over as I preach today, we do this because we're trying to model it after Jesus' ministry. Jesus put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Sometimes he said a couple of things that were confusing, but over 90% of the time, Jesus put the cookies on the bottom shelf and he was real with people. When Jesus talked to farmers, what did he talk about? Farming. When Jesus talked to business owners, what did he talk about? Business and money. When Jesus talked to sinners, what did Jesus talk about? He talked about sin, things that people knew about. He was real. We also like to say this at Rev Church. We value real worship over wowing people. What we mean by that is there's nothing wrong with this, but we don't want to wow you with a cool light show that we have, except at Christmas time when we do our light show uh, outside the building and it draws everybody in Crossville. Please don't read into what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? We're not trying to wow you in any way. Nothing wrong with that stuff, wowing people. What we value more is genuine worship. Genuine worship. This band, the, the Rev Church band, can absolutely knock it out of the park, and I believe they do every single week. But if there is not genuine worship in what we're doing, then it's all for nothing. Essentially, what I'm telling you is we're not looking to be slick, we do everything we can to not be superficial. And, and here's the key. We're not trying to come off as perfect. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Quit being so quiet. Churches all across America this morning are trying to come off as perfect. What's our slogan, y'all? We said at the end of every commercial, we're going to have a big fat sign painted in the lobby of the new building. No perfect people allowed. 
Everybody just say, I'm not perfect, Pastor. Now look at somebody next to you and say, you definitely ain't perfect. (laughs) It's always louder. Like you say, I'm not perfect. It's like, I'm not perfect. No, you definitely ain't perfect. Ha, ha, ha. Loser, I saw your Instagram post last night. This is why at this church we deal with real issues. And we like to go through books of the Bible 90, 95% of the time because whatever the Bible speaks to, we will engage and we'll talk about. We're not avoiding certain subjects because culturally they may upset some people. We're non-apologetic. We're just like, listen, this is what the Bible says. This is what we're going to teach. This is where we're going with it. So we don't stand on our soapboxes and abuse certain subjects because politically this is what we believe. And at the same time, we're not scared to go into certain areas and talk about things that the Bible deals with. You guys remember a few years ago, how many of y'all were here for when we went through the Song of Solomon verse by verse? Anybody here when we went through Song of Solomon verse by verse? I mean, we told y'all this series is rated NC-17 because the Song of Solomon has a lot of Bow, chicka, bow, wow. Y'all know what I'm saying? Yeah, I need, let me explain it. These people over here didn't get it. Bounce, chicka, bow, wow means, no, I'm just kidding. Everybody looks at your neighbor and say, bounce, chicka, bow, wow. You know, that's the most awkward neighbor moment ever. But we went verse by verse through it because we believe if the Bible says it, it's beneficial to us. And so we're, we're making it real. Let me summarize it to you this way. We are not interested in entertaining the saints till we get to heaven. We are called to reach people that are destined to go to hell. Does that make sense, Rev Church? That is not what we're trying to do. We have a very short amount of time on this earth, and Jesus commands us, instructs us, to fulfill the Great Commission as a church together and reach as many people as we can so we are going to make it real. And you guys have always been so graceful and so merciful and so awesome with a pastor who sometimes gets a little too real. You know what I mean? Sometimes my language gets a little harsh. Sometimes I grew up in warehouses around men all the time working, and y'all have been so incredible and so graceful and so awesome, and you all understand that we're trying to make it real. Secondly, we're trying to make it better. Everybody say, make it better. Make it better. We're giving Jesus the very best we have. Again, several scriptures we could base this off of, but listen to 1 Corinthians 15. Very familiar passage of scripture that you'll recognize. When the perishable has been closed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's the why behind make it better. Here, that, he gives us the why first. Then he says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. And he says this. Here's the key phrase. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Do your best. Always give your, yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. In other words, make it better. You're never going to get to a place where you arrive, where you've got the perfect church, We've got the perfect ministry. 
make it better because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We want to make it better. We want to make it our reach better. And the people that we are trying to reach with the gospel, I just want to make sure y'all understand this. I know y'all get this, but you know who we're trying to reach with the gospel. Does everybody know who we're trying to reach? Lost people. People that don't know Jesus. Again, we're not trying to entertain people that have already put their trust in Christ. Yes, we're discipling those people, but we're trying to reach people that are far from God. Now, as I say that, the way we can do that is very subjective. There's a million different ways. And if I ask everybody in here, how should we go reach lost people? We'll get a million different answers. And probably none of those answers are evil. None of them are bad. They may be good things. But as a church, we have to figure out, even if they're good things, are they a God thing for Revolution Church? Is everybody with me? Let me, let me break it down to you. Maybe you used to go to a church that had an incredible program that reached thousands of people. You were involved in it, and it was great. And again, you guys are so great. You're so graceful. You understand so much. You bring that idea to us and say, hey, man, I was a part of this awesome church in California or Illinois or New York or down the road in Crossville, and we did this. We should do that. And you're so great when we look at you and go, that'll never work here. They'll never work here. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And as we get to the end of this sermon, you'll totally understand why it'll never work here. It just means it's not a God thing for Revolution Church to do. Make sense to everybody? Say amen. We want to make our reach better. We want to make mobilizing better. When I say make mobilizing better, the New Testament teaches that God's people as the church are supposed to mobilize and function as a body and get the people in the right seats on the bus so that we're more effective at ministering to people. So all the time we're figuring out and we're making tweaks and we're making adjustments to every single ministry area we have trying to make it better. If you serve in the kids' ministry, you know Jackie, who is our kids' minister, is always trying to figure out how can we minister to kids more effectively? How can we get them to understand the gospel more effectively? How can we get them connected more effectively? All these changes. If you serve in the youth ministry, here's a great example, the student ministry. Recently, about a month ago, Rev Students was rocking. It's been rocking for five years since Pastor Brandon took it over, our student ministry. It's been absolutely crushing it. But two months ago, we said, man, what does a sixth grader have in common with a 12th grader? And we finally had the ability to split the middle school and the high school. So that's what we did. Changed everything. Building a whole new team for middle school. You know, we're always tweaking. We're all tweaking. We're always tweaking. We're not tweaking. Y'all know what I mean. In Crossville, that sounds bad. I'm just excited right now. I'm not tweaking, okay? Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you tweaking? <laughs> I don't know. But we're always tweaking everything. We're always fine-tuning things in order to get better at ministering to people. And then just a blanket statement, finally, just know we want to make everything better. I'm sure you'll agree with this sentiment. If Jesus gave us his best, then we can give Jesus our best. Amen, y'all? I say this because in most churches, nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. 
If something totally sucks, we just let them do it because we don't want to upset. It's very passive aggressive. See, there's that language like, thank y'all for being so graceful and merciful. But we just, we just, we just let it go. No, we're, we're going to make things better here. If you serve with us, we're going to hold you accountable. We, we, we want to make things better, everything better. The idea is the least we can do, as Romans 12.1 says, is offer our bodies as a living sacrifice because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen, Rev Church? Now, you need to know this. This is why at Revolution Church, when something is not effective anymore, we kill things fast. We get rid of them. We stop doing them. We have this saying, we're never going to do something just because we've always done it. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you've been involved in a church before. Is everybody with me? We're not going to have a committee just because it's been a committee for 20 years, even though they don't do anything. We're not going to have a ministry that does absolutely nothing. It was effective 20 years ago, but now it's not. No, we're going to kill it. Let me tell you this. We shoot the sacred cows, and we have a barbecue. Is everybody with me? So, I, again, y'all are incredible at this. Don't get your feelings hurt. Don't get your feelings hurt when we stop doing it because we're trying to figure out what is the best way that we can reach people. How can we make it better? Now, in this same vein, let me, let me tell you this. We're talking about barbecue and burgers and shooting sacred cows. A couple weeks ago, I ate what's known as a Beyond Burger. Has anybody had a Beyond Burger before? It's a plant-based burger patty. Okay, and it looks like a burger. And if you're a vegan in here, Christian brother or sister, that is totally fine. Go, go eat your Beyond Burgers, but it's not a burger. It's not a burger. I ate it, and I was sitting there like, man, it looks like blood, but I know that's beet juice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's, it kind of tastes like a burger, but it's not exactly a burger. And in my expert opinion, you cannot take the meat of the burger out and replace it with something else and still call it a burger. Okay, at this church, the meat is always going to stay the same. Ten years ago, we preached the clear biblical gospel. Now we preach the clear biblical gospel. Everything we teach is out of the Bible. I like to say uh, we date the methods, but we're married to the message. The meat will never change. We're always going to have a hamburger patty in there, a big bloody hamburger patty where a cow's been murdered. Everybody with me, say amen. It's the second service. I'm hungry already, so I'm all fired up. And if you're a vegan, you're never coming back. We get it, but we do love you. It's Crossville, though. Y'all know what I mean? The message never changes. It never changes. We're always trying to make things better. Everything else will. We're making adjustments. You know, in theory, let's just be honest. The only person that's ever lived that could sing the perfect song is who? Jesus. There's not another human being that can sing the perfect song, so we're going to be making it better. Who's the only person that could ever preach the perfect sermon? Jesus. I ain't Jesus, y'all. So I'm constantly trying to get better. Every week we have a meeting where we talk about 
what was wrong, what was missing, what was confusing about the message, about this, about that, about anything with the church. All we ever talk about is the bad stuff in staff meetings. We talk about good stuff too. But 95% of it, wouldn't you say, Jeff, is, is the bad stuff because we're trying to make it better. Jesus is the only perfect person that ever lived. He's the only one that could run a perfect kids ministry. He's the only one that could hold a baby in the perfect manner in the nursery. He's the only one that knew how to do security perfect. He's the only one that could lead a small group perfect. It's Jesus. The rest of us are flawed, so we're constantly making it better. Everybody with me? Thirdly, we want to make it connect. Everybody say, make it connect. Jesus' ministry was all about connection. Paul's ministry in the New Testament was all about connection. And as far as I can tell, it's in three specific areas where Jesus was trying to get people connected and Paul was trying to get people connected. They wanted to get people connected to the church. They wanted to get people connected to other believers, other people. And they wanted to get people connected to Jesus. We want to get people connected to the church. And this is based off Hebrews 10.25, a very well-known verse. Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Can I ask y'all a question? Do y'all see the day approaching when Jesus is coming back? You get a sense that it's closer than it's ever been. You see how all hell's breaking loose all around us and things are just totally insane? Then we need to get people connected to the church. Again, y'all get this, but I need to say something as a pastor. If you come to us and you've got an idea for a ministry or a small group or anything, and we look at you and we say, hey, it sounds like a good idea, but here's the steps you go through at Revolution Church in order to be able to connect that to the church. You know, we want you to go through the growth track. We, we've, we've made a lot of mistakes over 10 years, and we found we have people wait for six months because they don't even know who we are if we let them start serving in a month. Y'all know what I mean? They get in here and start serving, and then they go, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. We have you go through the growth track because we want you to know exactly who we are. We also want you to take a spiritual gifts assessment so you're in the right seat on the bus. You ever seen somebody at a church that's in the wrong seat on the bus? You ever walked into a church where somebody's supposed to be greeting and they look like they want to murder you? I'm just being honest, y'all. So we say, you know, go through the growth track. Hey, there's a training you need to go through. We have these standards for leaders at our church, and, and we want you to meet these standards because we feel like leaders need to have certain standards. We want you to be doctrinally sound and know what you're talking about. We want you to know that your heart is at Revolution Church, and so we do those things. And if you look at us and you go, no, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to do all that. I'm not doing any of that. I don't need to do all that. The reason you don't want to do that is because you don't want authority over you. And you've got a pride issue. You don't trust me. You don't trust the leadership of the church to help guide you in the best way to do it. I tell people all the time, listen, we can't stop you from doing this. It's not like we're going to call the cops and be like, we didn't okay them to do this, and they're going to come shut it down. You know what I mean? But if you're not willing to connect it to the church through the systems that we have, I guess what I'm saying is you're not going to be a leader at Rev Church. In a few weeks, you're going to hear the three key components we look for in leaders at Rev Church. We look for people that are holy, that are hungry, 
and that are humble. We're going to dive into that specifically. You're not going to move up the ladder at Revolution Church if you're not willing to follow leadership. If that Everybody in here submits to somebody. Everybody at our church. You think I'm the big dog at the top of the ladder? I submit to more people than anybody in this church. You probably submit to one leader that's over you. I submit to 1,500 people that come to this church. Y'all are holding me accountable. If I get in a fist fight in a red light and y'all see it, you going to tell somebody? Oh, yeah, you're trying to be nice. You know you will. You'll video it first and then post it on. Look at what I saw Pastor Josh doing. You know what I mean? So it's authority. I've got elders over me that can fire me. I submit to them. I've brought them things before, and they've said, nope, we're not doing that. And I'm like, all right, good deal. Even when I think we really should do it, you know? We've got unity, but everybody submits to some kind of authority. We want it to connect to the church. Number two, we want it to connect to people. We just went through the book of James before we did the Sermon on the Mount. And in James chapter 5, verse 16, you've heard me tell you all this before, but it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. At Revolution Church, we have four values, and we believe that if you fulfill these four things, you're doing what the Bible teaches you need to do. Those values are we want people to know Jesus first and foremost. Then we want people to find freedom. We've got them for the screen if you guys can move on to that. We want people to find freedom. We want people to discover their purpose. And then we want people to make a difference. You guys got that for the screen? Uh, we, I want to read it together. Uh, there they are. Okay, yeah, they are on there. I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind. Okay, so let's say that together. Let's say these values together on the count of three. One, two, three. We want people to know Jesus, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. So first and foremost, we want people to get saved. Duh. You can't move on to any of the other steps if first you don't put your trust in Christ. Then... We want people to find freedom. And this is the most skipped over step. And this is the one that's tied directly to connecting to people that most people in the church forget. When we say find freedom, what we mean is we want you to be healed from your yesterdays. We want you to find freedom from your yesterdays. The problem in most churches is most people get saved. They don't get connected and find healing through the prayer of a righteous person, and the prayer of a righteous person has power, confessing their sins one to another, they go directly to serving, and they last about three to six months before they completely quit church and walk away from God. Because they've never dealt with their past. They've never dealt with their pain. They don't want to be vulnerable. They're uncomfortable getting connected to people. Does this make sense to everybody? Say amen. So we want people to get connected to other believers so that they can find healing. We like to say that when you confess your sins to God, you're set free from your sins. You're bound for heaven. But when you confess your sins to other people is when you find healing. There's free when you get saved, and then there's free indeed when you get connected to other believers that pray for you, that bear your burdens for you, and hold your arms up for you. So we want people to get connected. I'm not just looking for people to raise their hands at an altar call. I'm looking for people to follow Jesus for life. 
I'm looking for people's kids that have never been in church, never known anything about God, to be raised in the Lord. Does this make sense to everybody? Say amen. This is what making disciples is. And this is why at Rev Church, every single ministry we have, at the core of it, at the core of it, is connection. Rev men, Rev ladies, uh, Rev young adults, uh, Rev students, uh, Rev connect. Every ministry we do through the week, if you go to it, you'll find very quickly they plan everything around making people feel comfortable so that they can confess their sins and get connected. It's all based around small groups. It's, all ba- it's not somebody up here preaching for 45 minutes like we do on Sunday. It's all about connection, 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 connection to other people. See, what we're trying to do here is make disciples. And everybody listen to me as I say this. We can't make disciples if people don't come to church. And the reason people come to church, let me say this, the reason people keep coming to church is because they get connected to other people and they have other Christian friends in their life. Being dead serious. If they don't get connected, they're heading down the road to the next church and they don't get connected, they hop to the next one and then they hop to the... Sound familiar? I know y'all think that I am the greatest preacher that ever lived. Thank you. Thank you. I don't understand why you're laughing, but um, listen to me. I'm very aware of this, and this is why we do things we do. This ain't about Josh getting to preach to a bunch of people. I love preaching. It's the spiritual gift I have. But if, but if I don't preach and more people get connected and come to know Jesus and follow him the rest of their lives, we've got to win here. Because I could preach the best sermon ever preached. And that's great. That's awesome. That's not going to be what keeps people coming back. We make it about all this stuff. You know what church is? You know what keeps people in church? You know what keeps people connected to God? Is when you walk with people. When you love people. When they know you'll take a bullet for them. You can get on YouTube and you can find a lot better sermons than what I preach. You get on Spotify, I've already bragged on our band, but you can find Christian bands that are way better. Sound is better, everything's better. You can go to another church that has a lot nicer building even than the one we've got. The reason people come is because we love them and they get connected. Y'all need to understand this. Y'all understand what's getting ready to happen. We're getting ready to like, we think, double in attendance in the first three months. A lot of people are going to be coming because they just want to see how we painted the walls at the old Rocky Top 10 Theater. Great! If we get connected to them and we love them, then they'll come back. Every person in here needs to understand when we go to that new building, every one of you is a greeter. Every one of you is assigned by God to love on people as they come through those doors. Look at your neighbor right now and say, you're a greeter. You are a greeter. So we want to get people connected to people. We're going to have a whole lot of new people. If you haven't been through the growth track, you know, our goal is not, again, to entertain the saints. We're glad you're here. You've been here for several years, soaking it up, several months, soaking it up. Great. We're so glad you've done that. But this is God's call to you to get off your blessed assurance, get in the growth track, and find somewhere to serve. Is everybody with me? Say amen. I love you all, but it's time to serve. 
we have an opportunity that'll probably come around once in my lifetime, like we're getting ready to have over these next few months. And we need to double our serve team basis across the board. All those people can come to Rev Church, but if we don't take care of them and we don't disciple them, they're going right out the back door. Right out the back door. So we want to get people connected to people. And finally, we want to get people connected to Jesus. 1 Timothy 2.4, I read this last week. God desires all men be saved and come to a knowledge of truth. We want people, what's our first value? To know Jesus. You can't find freedom until you know Jesus. You can't discover your purpose until you know Jesus. The whole reason we started Revolution Church, you'll hear me say this again, is because we wanted to reach people that no one was reaching. And what that meant was we were going to have to do things that no one else was willing to do. And so we want the gospel to get to people that need to be saved. Every week we present the gospel, and here it is this week for anybody in here that's lost. The gospel is you can't get it straight. You cannot pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You are a sinner, and you are broken, and you know it. You've promised yourself, you've promised God over and over, and within a year, within a month, within a week, within a day, within an hour, you do the same thing you've always done. You blow it. The only way to true life is through Jesus Christ. He's the only way to heaven. The only way to true fulfillment is through Jesus Christ. The reason you're looking for the next boyfriend all the time, the reason you're looking for the next girlfriend all the time, the reason you're looking for a new job that you think is going to be your dream job and going to fulfill you and it doesn't, the reason you want a new boat, the reason you think getting a new car is going to fulfill you, the reason you think if you go on vacation, everything's going to be fine, and then you find out, hmm, I'm not happy. All my problems are still waiting on me, and I'm completely unfulfilled. It's because you don't know Christ. The only way to fulfillment is through Jesus. You need Christ. You need to surrender everything to Him and give your life to Him. That's why we're doing it. Because we want people to get saved. Like last week. Remember last week, y'all? People got saved. Was that pretty cool? Three people thought it was cool. I don't know. Pretty cool what God did last week in here. If you weren't here, you should have been here, sinner. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you weren't here, it's cool, but you missed a really special move of the Holy Spirit last week. Finally, and this one will put a bow on it, our last value that we run every idea through the filter of is we want to make it different. We want to make it different. Again, lots of scripture about this, but one of the ones we like to quote a lot, and this was one of our founding scriptures, Isaiah 43. Listen, listen to this. This is very interesting. It says, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. In other words, God is referring to the parting of the Red Sea when God's people were set free from slavery in Egypt, one of the greatest miracles in the Bible. It's constantly referred to in the Bible. But listen to what he says about this miracle that's incredible that God did. Listen to this next, next phrase that he says. Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. In other words, y'all are talking too much about what I used to do. And you're not focused on what I still can do. Hey, the Red Sea parting was incredible. But, listen to what he says. I am doing a new thing. 
Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. A new thing. Jesus' ministry was hated. He was hated personally by the religious leaders of the day because he did almost everything different. Jesus healed people on the Sabbath. And they're like, nobody's ever done this. This is not what we do. This is different. He eats with sinners. How dare him eat with sinners? This is not what we do. That's different. He preaches sermons with authority. Nobody was preaching with authority of the day. So we're going to make it different. Paul was in line to be the head Pharisee most likely. He grew up with the religious crowd. All he ever knew was dead religion. He has a radical encounter with Christ, and then he writes these words, I'm going to become all things to all men so that some might be saved. What do you think all those people that he grew up with were saying about him? How could he get off the script of what we know? How could he do something different? I want to say this to y'all, and I want you to hear me. If we do the same things every other church is doing, we will be in competition with other churches for the same people. I wasted too much time in my first eight years of full-time ministry before we started Revolution Church sitting in staff meetings talking about what the church down the road was doing and how could we copy what they're doing in order to steal their people and get ours back. We ain't got time to play church games, y'all. We do not have time. On a macro level, people that are picking apart what I'm saying here, understand this. On a macro level, I get it. All churches are trying to accomplish the same thing. We're trying to make disciples. So we have music. We have sermons. We have ministry. We have prayer on a macro level. But on a micro level is where you see the huge differences at Revolution Church. We've got a different vision. Again, the message hasn't changed. But when we make decisions, one of the first things we ask is, is anybody else in Crossville doing this right now? Is anybody else in Crossville going through books of the Bible like we're doing it? No? Well, that's what we're going to do. We changed that about three or four years in because we used to do subject preaching because nobody was doing that. And then I think everybody started copying us, and we were like, okay, well, let's change again because we don't want to preach the same sermons that the church down the road is preaching. Is everybody with me? Let me help you understand this. Are y'all with me? Is everybody okay? I'm, I'm going a little long here, but it's my sermon, so I get to go long. It's a, I want y'all to get this. If you like Vacation Bible School, that's great. Vacation Bible School is an incredible ministry. But there's a hundred churches in Crossville that do Vacation Bible School. They all use the same curriculum. So we're not doing Vacation Bible School. If you want to do Vacation Bible School, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just telling you, we want you exactly where you're supposed to be. There's a hundred other churches where you can go serve and be a part of Vacation Bible School. Does that make sense to everybody? Say amen. 
if you're looking for us to be a part of a denomination, nothing wrong with denominations. But there's 130-something churches in Crossville that have Baptist on the outside or Methodist or Church of God. We're not going to be a denomination. You can go read our statement of beliefs. We think it's very clear as far as it pertains to orthodoxy. We do a good job laying out what we believe. But nothing wrong with Methodist. Nothing wrong with Baptist. But I will say this. Okay, I believe that if you slap Baptist or Methodist on the outside of your church, lost people drive by and say, I ain't ever going there. Just like if we had a steeple. It was Matt Daughtry one time said, we reach more people not having a steeple just because we don't have a steeple because some people see a steeple and they're immediately turned off. Does this make sense to everybody? Say amen. Nothing wrong with a steeple. Those of us that are mature in here know there's nothing to that. But is it worth having a steeple to repel people from the kingdom of God? Is it worth saying we're Baptist, Methodist, Church of God, or whatever, and all those people that grew up and have that church hurt and that pain, and they're like, I will never go back to a Baptist church. Is it worth it? No, not to us. We're going to be different. I think I should stop right here because I'm probably going to get in trouble, and I don't think I'm in trouble yet. I'm going to go one more. This isn't a big deal in larger cities, but in Crossville, especially 10 years ago, this was a big deal. I mean, today I got a Yeah Buddy t-shirt on, and I'm preaching. Who's that guy at a movie theater wearing skinny jeans? Ugh. I know. Look, last week I wore a t-shirt that had a donut doing curls. It was bright yellow. Bright yellow, right? And I've worn button-up shirts before. I kind of mix it up a little. But, like, do you think that maybe there's a chance that I knew I was going to preach the hardest sermon I preached all year long and have one of the weirdest altar calls I've ever had last week and that God may have led me to wear a bright yellow donut curling shirt so that people may have ears to hear the gospel. It's different. We're going to be different. This is who Rev Church is. Now, now listen. I preached at my dad's church, a hundred-year-old Southern Baptist church, a couple years ago. You think I wore that donut shirt to preach at my dad's church? Oh, I wore a suit and tie. You think I read out of the NIV when I preached there? No. I respected them. I respected the way that they want to honor God. But this is who we are. And if we're going to reach people that no one is reaching, we got to be willing to do things that are different, which means do things that no one's doing. Hope this gives you some clarity in week one of this series.
as we get deeper and deeper into this sermon series, you're going to get even more clarity about who we are because I want y'all to know, hey, we're getting ready to go to a whole new level when we go over to that theater. We're going to rock and roll, six flags over Jesus. We're going to reach more kids. We're going to reach more people. We're going to have more people getting baptized and saved than ever before. Our best days are ahead of us. We're going to honor the past, but we're going to live in the present. We're going to look forward to the future. And I want y'all to know what you're getting into. I don't want y'all to get too deep in this thing and be like, well, I didn't know that he was going to wear a T-shirt all the time. You understand what I'm saying? That makes sense. Lord, we love you. We thank you. I just come to you, God, and I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to be the pastor of a group of people that are so incredible. God, this church in 10 years, these people have sacrificed and they've had faith. They've given their money. They've given their time. They've given their prayers to this move of God known as Revolution Church in little old Crossville, Tennessee. God, I just thank you that I get to pastor people that are so patient with me that as a young leader makes a lot of mistakes. Thank you for their grace and thank you for their mercy. But God, I pray that this series would shake some of us and you would light a holy fire in us and give us a burden as we move forward, you've given us a great call. You've set up something that is only going to happen once in my lifetime, I think, and that is giving us a facility. And we know it's just brick and mortar. It's just metal. It's just concrete. God, you can use anything to draw people to you. And we're praying you use us. We love you, Lord. You are awesome. In Jesus' name, all God's people said... If you're encouraged by today's message, be sure and rate us and subscribe on iTunes.